Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. We're continuing in Psalm 74. Yeah, I've got to, uh, I've got to record kind of quietly today. Why? I am sequestered. You're sequestered. There's a, uh, there's a... I'm not actually supposed to have a phone at all, but text talk just means more. So I'm going to take my stand and call into the program. Well, very good. There was a uh, there was a trial about, let's just say, a Florida man did something illegal, potentially. 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 You're not allowed to say that. You're not allowed to say that. I, I, you know, I, I, I'm withholding judgment for, for about another day. But then I'm actually going to weigh in on this one. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, if we hadn't recorded this a month ago, I would believe you. So, <laughs> oh, what? what? Uh, you know what? I, I got to go. They're calling us back in. <laughs> uh, I hope that by the time this airs, I mean, I don't know if you, I, they, I've always kind of wanted to get to be on the jury, but they never let us. They no, do not they want people who believe in the morality of the Bible to be on the jury. That's what I've learned. That's what I've learned. So probably you're not sequestered. Probably we're recording another week of text talk probably are. as this one is airing. But right now we're on Psalm 74. So why don't you go ahead and read that from the New American Standard over there. All right. I'm reading Psalm 74 from the New American Standard Bible, a mascal of Asaph. Oh God, why have you rejected us forever? Why does your anger smoke against the sheep of your pasture? Remember your congregation, which you have purchased of old, which you have redeemed to be the tribe of your inheritance, and this Mount Zion, where you have dwelt. Turn your footsteps toward the perpetual ruins. The enemy has damaged everything within the sanctuary. Your adversaries have roared in the midst of your meeting place. They have set up their own standards for signs. It seems as if one had lifted up his axe in a forest of trees, and now all its carved work they smashed with hatchet and hammers. They have burned your sanctuary to the ground. They have defiled the dwelling place of your name. They said in their heart, let us completely subdue them. They have burned all the meeting places of God in the land. We do not see our signs. There is no longer any prophet, nor is there any among us who knows how long. How long, O God, will the adversary revile and the enemy spurn your name forever? Why do you withdraw your hand, even your right hand, from within your bosom, destroy them. Yet God is my king from of old, who works deeds of deliverance in the midst of the earth. You divided the sea by your strength. You broke the heads of the sea monsters in the waters. You crushed the heads of Leviathan. You gave him as food for the creatures of the wilderness. You broke open springs and torrents. You dried up ever-flowing streams. Yours is the day, yours also is the night. You have prepared the light and the sun. You have established all the boundaries of the earth. You have made summer and winter. Remember this, O Lord, that the enemy has reviled, and a foolish people has spurned your name. Do not deliver the soul of your turtle dove to the wild beast. Do not forget the life of your afflicted forever. Consider the covenant. For the dark places of the land are full of the habitations of violence. Let not the oppressed return dishonored. Let the afflicted and needy praise your name. Arise, O God, and plead your own cause. Remember how the foolish man reproaches you all day long. 
Do not forget the voice of your adversaries, the uproar of those who rise against you, which ascends continually. When Jesus was teaching, there was a fellow that came to him by night. His name was Nicodemus. And in John chapter 3, he comes to Jesus and says, hey, we I can tell you're a teacher. Um, I... No one can do these things unless he's from God. I get it. So Jesus says, truly I say to you, unless one born again, actually I'll get out the whole sentence, sorry. Truly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So Nicodemus mm-hmm. questions him about that. And in verse nine, Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered, are you the teacher of Israel and yet you do not understand these things? I I, I think I've made it clear this week that that's kind of the response I expect this psalmist to get. Are you a leader of worship in Israel? Are you a teacher in Israel? And you don't get these things. And yet, like I pointed out yesterday, I I gain a great deal of comfort that for whatever reason, in his not understanding or presenting it this way, God accepts this prayer and, and patiently works with him. Which leads me to this next thing, and it's actually something you did mention on Monday in our first conversation that I think might be part of the key for all of this. And that is, for all that this psalmist doesn't understand, I think there's one thing that he really does understand that is a big, big, big deal. And that is what matters most. What matters most, and there's a couple of different verses in here that really drive this home. In Psalm 7410, I'm I'm reading from the ESV now, How long, O God, is the foe to scoff? Is the enemy to revile your name forever? Mm -hmm. And then in verse 18, remember this, O Lord, how the enemy scoffs, and a foolish person reviles your name. And then again in verse 22, arise, O God, defend your cause. Remember how the foolish scoff at you all the day. What this psalmist does understand is that what matters most is the name of God, Mm. the name of God his house, his cause. Yeah. That, that, that it's not, and you, you were right, you nailed this on Monday, uh, that this psalm, for all that, for me, it seems like he doesn't understand what's going on. It is not a whole lot of pity party. It's not a whole lot of, oh, it's been really hard on us, and and how, how could you let it be that hard on us? It's been about God's name, God's place, God's dwelling, God's people. It's been about the fact that, that in all this, that these enemies have done, God has has allowed his name to go so long being reviled by the enemies. And this psalmist gets, that's what matters most. I see that. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I perceive from this also is not only is the psalmist confident that the Lord is hearing his prayer as he is is calling out to the Lord even over a prolonged period of time, but he is also mindful that God can hear all things mm. and that he can hear the scoffing of the enemy. Yeah. As, as we have read this in different translations through the week, this word's been captured by insults, by reproaches, by scoffs. Was there another Mocking. one? Mockings. Yeah, mockings. Yeah. Did you say insult? You said insult. That's your first insult. Yeah, yeah. we we'll start with the insult. <laughs> but, but it's been directed at God in his name. Exactly. Exactly. And he's saying, you have heard these things. And whether these are insults coming from the, the foolish men, a foolish people, uh, I, I'm you know, a, a pagan people that does not know God, but then they are also the insults coming from beasts. He calls them beasts and contrasts. God's people, who are like doves or turtle doves in comparison to these beasts, I guess at least in disposition towards God, and and he asked God to remember that. So here's this great confidence in God that he is aware of all these things, and he's hearing all these things. 
and and maybe that too leads to some of the questions. Mm-hmm. Um, my own sin aside, look at what all these other people are saying, and how long will that go unanswered? So for me, one of the struggles with this psalm is I get Daniel's prayer in Daniel chapter 9. I get it. It makes sense to me. It's what I expect. It's the prayer I think should happen Mm -hmm. in the midst of the Babylonian captivity. And this prayer in Psalm 74 has thrown me for a loop. However, one of the things that I do see consistent between both of the prayers is this concept of name mm-hmm. as Daniel? And I'm not going to read the whole prayer. That's a that's just a whole another chapter. But as Daniel offers his prayer in chapter nine of Daniel, in response to the prophecy in Jeremiah that told him how long, right. that explained why they were there, and he goes through and talks about all of their sinning. But notice he comes back to this. Now I'm reading in Daniel nine and verse fifteen. And now, O Lord our God, who brought your people out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand. And have made a name for yourself, as at this day we have sinned and have done wickedly. O Lord, according to all your righteous acts, let your anger and your wrath turn away from the city of Jerusalem, your holy hill. Because for our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and your people have become a byword among all who are around us. Now, therefore, O our God, listen to the prayer of your servant and to his pleas for mercy. And for your own sake, O Lord, make your face to shine upon your sanctuary, which is desolate. O my God, incline your ear and hear. Open your eyes and see our desolations and the city that is called by your name. For we do not present our own, excuse me, we do not present our pleas before you because of our righteousness, but because of your great mercy. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, pay attention and act. Delay not for... Wow, I'm just really struggling reading this. O Lord, pay attention and act. Delay not for your own sake, O my God, because your city and your people are called by your name. So the connection between these two prayers... God's name. Mm-hmm. Both of them, with mm-hmm. the direction that they're coming at this is not about us and how awesome we are, not about us and our convenience and our pleasure and our leisure. Uh, it's about the fact that, God, you have a name, and it's a name that deserves to be honored and glorified, and so we're asking you to act based on your name. And Daniel really draws it closely to that that description of God's name in Exodus 34, because in Exodus 34, he's a God who's merciful and gracious. And so he says, you know, for the, the sake of your name, be merciful. Mm-hmm. He's a God who forgives yeah. iniquity, transgression, and sin. And so Daniel says, forgive, and uh, we are your people called by your name. It's tied to that. That's the thing that matters most. Amen. Amen. I'm drawn to the, the need of the psalmist um, for God to vindicate his name. Um, you know, act. Don't forget that they said these things. Remember that they said these things. Um, I don't know if that is a full-blown imprecation, uh, but he's certainly not asking for their forgiveness of his enemies. He wants God to to answer it, uh, like particularly at the end of the psalm in verse 22 and 23, arise, O God, plead your own cause. Remember how the foolish man reproaches you daily. Do not forget the voice of your enemies. The tumult of those who rise up against you increases continually. He's saying that these mockers and scoffers are increasing God, you can put a stop to it, and you can put a stop to it in remembering your cause and remembering your name. Um, And I I begin to think, is building a temple or rebuilding a temple the only way that God can stop the mouths of the scoffers? 
uh, he does that. All right, in uh, as as you've alluded to, and even Daniel prayed, he brought the people back to the land, and particularly worked with or moved Zerubbabel uh, to rebuild the temple. And yet, that temple, which had a purpose and worship is restored, was not the full glory of the temple that was mm. Solomon's temple. Yeah, things were shifting, things were changing, and God will ultimately. Uh, do right by his name and make it known. Yes. And even that is not always in the ways that we perceive it should be done. And I think that's something that we can hang on to, is as we, we take a look at our God, he acts for his glory and his name. But what's amazing is that he has put his name on us. Mm. And so what benefits us in the long run benefits his glory. His glory is not opposed to us. His glory is, we're not competing with his glory. When we become his people, we are part of his glory. Mm -hmm. And, And that's one of the reasons we want to be on God's side is because... God realizes these are my people. Mm -hmm. If I let them languish, if I cause them to be punished, if they are the ones who are distressed and embittered, if they are the ones who, who go through eternity in awfulness and punishment, Mm. folks are going to mock the name of God. So it's, it's a fantastic principle for us to hang on to. And I think it's, it's something that should anchor our praying as well. Sure. The glory of God, the name of God, because sure. in fact, that's where we will find our only glory. If we, if we want to get glory separate from the name of God, all we're going to get is judgment and dishonor and shame. But in God, in his people, where he places his name, he will act for his glory. Mm-hmm. And that means glorifying us. Mm-hmm. What a powerful principle that is. Amen. We're so glad that you joined us for Text Talk today. In fact, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, and you know what? I also have to say I'm enjoying a nice cup of coffee here because kind, kind Text Talk listeners are keeping us fueled. <laughs> and uh, some of the people are anonymous. Some of the people, I, I knew who they gave. And I'm just so thankful they Either gave. Way, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. We love you. And appreciate those expressions of love. Yes. Let's wrap up with a prayer here. Holy God, we thank you for being our king. We thank you for always acting for your glory. But most of all right now, what we thank you for is the fact that you include us in that, that we who wear your name, you you see your glory is wrapped up in us and so that we can hang on to you and we can wear your name. And we pray, Father, that you would keep us from profaning your name. May we demonstrate your honor to all those who are around us. And Just on a very practical, pragmatic, day-to-day basis here, Andrew and I do want to thank you for our brothers and sisters, our friends who who show us kindness and help motivate us to continue doing your work, and especially here in Text Talk. And so we pray, Father, that you would be with, with us and all those who are involved in these conversations, that we might remember what matters most, and we might draw close to you, your Son, your Spirit. It's through this authority and permission that you have given in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. 
Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. All right, I'm reading Psalm 74 from the New American Standard Bible. An appeal... No, wait. Hang on. And this Mount Zion where you have dwelt. Man. (laughs) Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one that struggles reading this this week. Okay. (laughs)